Welcome to Sylvia Sisson Medium Clairvoyance Podcast, Episode 3. I'm here with Cecilia Pierodo. We're going to talk about chakras today. What are chakras? How they function? What to do when a chakra is out of balance? Some tools and ideas there. And yeah, let's go right into it. I have some awesome podcasts. The first episode, the second episode came out and I got a lot of feedbacks, a lot of just really good feedbacks. And I would like to share one of them with you guys. I don't know who this person is. She connected with me via Instagram. If you want to follow me, my Instagram is sylviasysmedium. And uh, she wrote, I guess she just started listening to my podcast. She's saying, I'm only 30 minutes into the first episode. And I feel like you're describing my life right now, even down to the point of numbing with alcohol and food. I'm an empath struggling with binge eating disorder at the moment. I've always known I was an empath, but I never knew really what to call it until last year or so. I have so many questions for you, you don't even know. I wish you could just be my life coach and give me all of your secrets on how you were able to grow with your gift because I'm struggling with my gift right now. I'm slightly clairvoyant as well, but I have no idea what to do about that. I'll be listening to your podcast while I'm working night shift. Looking forward to hearing more. Also, I felt a huge energy shift when you said at the end of the episode, you are not alone, you're not crazy. I feel a lot lighter. Thank you so much. This meant so much to come out with a podcast, episode one and two. I was a little bit nervous. (laughs) I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. And to hear so many different people connecting with me, even through my husband, work people, like co-workers of my husband, uh, came up to him and just complimented and just like, yeah, super happy that we are doing this. I love hearing from you. I love feedback, suggestions for future podcasts. If you want to connect with me, you can do so by emailing me at um, sylvia at sylviasisson.com or via Facebook. Find me uh, on the Sylvia Sisson Meeting Clairvoyant. Send me a message there or Instagram at Sylvia Sisson Medium. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Makes my day every day, getting up and hearing I helped shift, transformed somebody's life or just helped them to understand themselves better. I think that was your goal when we first talked about um, doing a podcast. You said, I want to put something beautiful out there. I want to help people. I want to make people feel uplifted. And I want people to uh, get tips. Right. So I think if... Um, I've been hearing that from people that know me and they listen to the podcast saying, oh my God, I've learned so much. I have no idea. And me too. I didn't know what anything about empathy before. Right. And much less make the connection that I, I am. I think we all are to some extent. We right? all have empathy, yeah, we all have except empathy. if you're a narcissist. But no. <laughs> <laughs> no, regular people, people who normally function normal, um, they do have empathy, some more, some less. And there's different levels of empathy, absolutely. I remember for myself, I didn't have a name for this for a mm, long time. So right. I felt to this review I got from this lovely lady via Instagram, I felt dissimilar, like it took me years to kind of like, all right, what does that mean? It's not something people talk about Mm. because I feel like there's a lot of, 
maybe a little bit judgment from others at times. You're vulnerable, you're weak. And that has nothing to do with being vulnerable or weak. It's just being in touch with your feelings. Right. Feelings, and not just your feelings, but other people's right. too. Um, so I think it's very important we start working with it more, give more tools, be more open about it, talk about it. So for those that don't know why they're feeling a certain way and why certain things happen to them, can start working and balance themselves better and have some some tools and ideas how to go through life. So it's not going to be as challenging. And I think that's the goal. That was the goal, talking about empathy. And the goal today is to talk about chakras. Chakras, yes. Chakras, my favorite favorite thing to do. Okay. I'm going to explain a little bit what chakras are. And what I'm going to explain is the way how I see it. There's many books out there. There's many teachers out there that do chakra work. And for them, it might be a little bit different. This is the way how I see it, how I work with chakras. Be aware there's other people, books. If you go read up on chakras, it might be a little bit explained a little bit different. But um, this is how I, I work with it. And it works for me. It makes sense to my customers. Um, so I will explain a little bit what they are, how they function, what to do if you feel like one is out of balance. Give you tools and ideas how to balance your chakras overall on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, go from there. Great. So chakras uh, or chakras. Chakras. Um, chakras. <laughs> chakras. I say it wrong. <laughs> oh, I, I I don't know. I mean, between your accent, my accent. Yeah, so Sylvia is, is from Switzerland. I am from Argentina. Yeah. So it's, right. thank you to our listeners for your patience. <laughs> I just want to say that. There are seven, right? So no, there's seven major ones. But okay. we have thousands of chakras oh okay. within us and around us. Most energy workers, most people that work with chakras, they work with the same major ones and they run from your spine between your legs all the way on top of your head. Okay. So, and they have different colors. So the first one is located at the base of your spine between your legs. It's called the root chakra. Should be a round circle. It spins. And the root chakra, when I analyze the root chakra, associates with personal security, financial security, family matters, survival. It's like their prime instinct, mm. that grounding kind of energy. That's why uh, if you work with crystal, uh, sometimes chakras and crystals, they go hand in hand. So if you see a, a chakra that's off balance, you might give that person a, a red crystal, just as a red jasper or a garnet, they are red crystals that can enhance and balance that chakra too. Okay, one question right yes. there. So when you say you work with crystals, mm -hmm. where the crystal goes? Next to you? or um, Some place it like a massage table, the person lays on it, and then you place them in place where the chakras are located and just kind of go and line them up. Some, like for me, I don't do, do it that way. I would just suggest my, to my customers like, okay, you have a very uh, weak solar plexus chakra and we're going to get into that one. It's the third chakra. I would suggest you carry around the citrine. Citrine would be really good for your belly, for, for your solar plexus chakras to enhance confidence, balance your, your solar plexus. So I would just guide them in that direction. I would not place it on the person in itself. I don't feel comfortable doing that. Okay. Some do it around people, depending on how that healer, that energy worker would feel comfortable. 
I personally don't do crystal therapy at this moment. I did for a while. I was very into crystals, but I like the chakras in itself more because I see them. It works for me. It's easy. I don't have to go and purchase something. I just kind of look at people. I'm like, you're off there. Let's fix that. Okay. <laughs> so I will explain more as we go on with how to balance them and, you know, how to give you tools and ideas in that. So yes, so there's seven ones going back to the chakra in itself, seven major ones. And they run from your spine all the way on top of your head. The first one is the root chakra located between your legs at the end of your spine. It should be red, nicely red, balanced. Spins, that chakra associates with survival, personal security, financial security, family matters. It's a very grounding kind of energy. A lot of people, when they don't feel secure financially, that's where their chakra is a little bit off because they fear, they, they don't feel they're going to survive. The second chakra is located below the belly button and it's called sacral chakra. It's orange and the sacral chakra represents the reproductive system. It also, for me, uh, associates with change, transformation, creativity. And if somebody has issues in that area, they might be having lower back issues, any kind of uh, reproductive issues, hip issues, or they're just not creative or sexual issues that would show up in that area. And I would see it either like fuzzied out or gray or not there at all. And I'm going to go into a story later on mm. uh, what I saw with the lady when I worked on her. So yeah, that would be the second chakra. And then we have uh, the solar plexus, the third chakra, and that's located right over your belly and it's yellow. And that one associates with willpower, vitality, confidence, charisma. Um, it also, for me, shows me when it's off, you could have depression, any kind of addictions, really fear-based, or you like to be too much in control. That could be where the solid plexus chakra will be off-balanced. Then we can go up to the heart chakra, and that's the higher chakra. So we have the red, orange, and yellow, they're the lower chakras. That does not mean you're less. It just spins on a lower vibration. So it's denser in energy. And then from the belly up, that's where the higher chakras come in and they spin much faster. And you have to visualize a chakra, they have like pedals. So each chakra, it's like a round circle and they have pedals. So the red one has very few petals, where your crown chakra on top of your head, the seventh one, the last one, has thousands of petals. So meaning there's way more energy attached. So they spin way faster. Well, it makes sense for the people that can't see them. Yes. Well, I don't see them with petals. I just see them as round circles. Okay. But when you read up, say, if you read a book, they will describe them I know, as I know. Petals. I've been reading that because I, <laughs> I, uh, for the listeners, I'm going to share this. Celia has commissioned a painting from me about yes. chakras. So I've been learning about all this and I read about the thousand petals and I was like, who has seen them? <laughs> yes. I wonder that too, because I don't see it that way. Okay, but, but I'm sure somebody, ha I, I mean. There's some sort of an explanation. I'm, I'm assuming somebody knows that might be, I wouldn't even know who. But, but you certainly see something. I do see the color and I know for me what that means. And when the colors are off, what that means for me, for their customer. The same way I know, 
like I vibrate better or I interact better with people that are green, blue, indigo, blue, purple. They're higher in vibration. I'm not saying those that are yellow, orange, and red are bad or not good in energy. It's just for me denser to work with. Yes. So I know it's just there. I know from the belly up, it's higher energy. Okay. It's it's faster energy. Um, so the heart chakra is your fourth chakra. It's located right over your heart. It should be emergreen. And that has to do with compassion, love, peace, trust. For me also, it shows if that chakra is unbalanced, there might be uh, mistrust or holding on or not able to let go attachments to certain situations or people. Um, grief, sometimes that comes in. Mm-hmm. That could be definitely where it's a little bit unbalanced. And then we have an upper chakra, upper heart chakra. Tonight, I guess we're going to talk about eight, not seven today. So that just came in. So I have to mention oh. that. <laughs> That's how intuition works. So spirit works. Sometimes you just throw something in. You have a plan and then you just have to adjust. So the upper heart chakra is above the lower heart chakra and it's pink. For me, somebody that has pink energy, they're super gentle sensitive very within only showing their true selves to people they completely absolutely trust but when they do they can be goofy outgoing very fun to be around very loyal they don't want to show that to anyone they just they pick and choose who they serve to be in that energy they're very selective so very very sensitive people so that would be the upper heart energy and again it has to do with just very gentle, caring, giving energy, empathy, lots of empathy. The same with the lower heart, the green, empathy, feeling and sensing the people and places and all you try to do is fix and please. And then we have the blue, throat energy. I love blue people. Cecilia, you're blue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My husband is blue. I work well with blues. Maybe I have some blue a little bit more too in my energy sometime. Blue has to do with being logical, analytical. They don't like unannounced change. They like routines. They, they're hungry for knowledge. They always need to learn and figure out more. They get easily bored with something. They're extremely loyal. Some blues have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep. Some blues have anxieties. But overall, they're pretty content. And blues don't really change colors on me. They always kind of stay the same. I like it. Blue throat energy also has to do with communication. Strong or not so strong communication, Mm -hmm. depending on what situation you're in. But overall, it has to do with the logical mind, the thinking, the analytical energy. I like blue. I think it's cool. Cool to be blue. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool to be blue. And then you have the third eye. Third eye energy is located between your eyes. It's indigo blue. It has to do with wisdom. It has to do with intuition, guidance, vision. Love it. A lot of people who are super intuitive, when they come into my space, I kind of already pick up on that. And I already know like, oh, hello, my fellow intuitive. (laughs) I mean, we all have intuition, but they might have a little bit more or they work with the consciously. So you see it a little bit more. And for me, when somebody's really like, 
working on themselves and their intuition. So it's indigo blue for me, but then within that indigo blue, there's some gold coming out. Mm. So it's almost kind of like a choose me. It's really open. It's really, they're really awesome trying to work with it. And gold has to do with divine protection, divine guidance, divine purpose. So of course, intuition guidance comes from a higher source. That would make sense why that shows up, at least for me. Right. So I like that a lot. I had a customer last night and she had a lot of indigo blue. She actually came in indigo blue with gold. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be interesting. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. It was a really nice exchange in energy and just kind of, yeah, loved it. And then we have the purple top of crown chakra called crown chakra, seven chakra, all today the eight, uh, on top of your head has the thousand petals or more. It spins the fastest and the purple for me, if I see purple in a person or analyze purple, um, has to do with inspiration, motivation, strong beliefs that could mean personal, spiritual, religious beliefs, all three, one of them, seeing the bigger picture, lots of purple people and there's not many out there. The people I met who have purple, a lot of purple in their energy, they don't really go in to a situation where they're like, I want to be right and you're going to be wrong. They are seeing it on a way bigger surface mm. and they can very easily detach their ego. It's almost kind of like, I don't need to be right. I just need to see the bigger things so I can make things work at this moment. They're really awesome diplomats, as I say. They don't really take a side. Oh, very... Okay. Big seeing, seeing all around, not just you and me, ego, soul. I love, love working with purples too. I love their Can energy. you give us an example of a celebrity or somebody that is famous, that is... Have a Keanu Reeves. No, has so, I love him. I love him. He has green and purple. Green. So when I remote view him and remote viewing means I can be anywhere in the world. You can be anywhere in the world. We don't have to meet. We don't have to know each other. And you say, I want you to tune in to me and I can just pick up in your energy. For me, Kano Reeves is always, and I never had the chance to meet him. So if you're listening, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's green and purple and green has to do super empathetic. He has such a big heart, like oh. always there for everyone. Very, he knows who he is and he's not jeopardizing himself. It doesn't matter how much he gets famous or how much he makes. He is super true to himself. And then the purple, he's just seeing it on a whole different level. He knows why and how he has to do it. They're very humanitarian mm. kind of energies. And he's the, a good energy to have. And the other question is, who is pink? Because for some reason, you were not going to talk about that. Right. Today, that just came in. And then it just came in. So who, 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 is pink? who do we know that is pink? Who do we know? I don't really follow celebrities. So. What about the Pope? Oh, he's blue. He's blue. He's, he's blue. very logical. I just saw for myself Mother Teresa, but she's blue. Huh. She was blue, very blue. Diana, Princess Diana, huh. she was pink. She lots was of pink. pink. Pink and blue. There's definitely lots of, lots of energy on a logical level, uh, analyzing a lot. But then definitely, that, there was definitely lots of hard energy. And that may be why people gravitated so much towards to her. her. Yes. Because it was just so unconditional. Yeah. There was nothing attached and she just followed what she needed to follow. Even if it was against 
royal protocol at that right. time. Oh, yeah. She she needed to stay true to herself some somehow, but shy, kind of within, but still not within. It's kind of like she has that innocent kind of energy, but at the same time, she knew who she was and what she needed to do and what she needed to do for for the world. When I tune into her, well, she's definitely pink. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. How nice. I love it. Love it. But yeah, Kano Reeves is definitely green and, and purple. Love it. Nice. Love it. And we all have all colors. So if I talk about your energy, Cecilia, your blue, that's your main strength, right? This is showing me that's where you hold your energy the most in that chakra. But you have all seven chakras within you some functions may be a little bit less where you have more struggles to balance them but for you you're definitely the blue is your strongest characteristic right. you're probably a lot in your head analyzing everything everything you do is probably okay why is this this way and what can we take from this that's just how you function right no and absolutely when i get uh, insecure or scared or what I tend to do is I buy a book and I read it and then I buy another one and then I spend yes. a good couple of hours on and that's blue. My answer is always, okay, it's something that I need to learn. Right. That's the blue. Blues are learners. And it um, works for me. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. And I think that's where sometimes, you know, the confusion comes in or like a little bit like a, um, a tension between people because mm. we all spin on a different vibration, right. right? So if you have a yellow person that's going to meet a blue person, the yellow and blue is opposite in energy. It can be very interesting because it's completely opposite from who you are. A yellow person is very strong-willed. They're very, it's all about them. They're very matter-of-fact. They don't really think when they do something. They just do it. They don't think about what the outcome could be. It's just at that moment, it makes sense. Let's just do it. Where blue would be analyzing and making sure it's safe. It makes sense. They plan. They think. Mm -hmm. And yellows tend to be, they don't really have to think about decisions. They just know what works, what doesn't. Where blue would weigh it out. But if I go this way, what would happen here? If I go this way, what would happen here? So it's really hard to make decisions as a blue energy. So if, say, you meet a yellow person and you have blue energy and you start communicating and you realize it's just not vibing, like, I feel like whatever I say, it's just not, mm. it doesn't get to that person. It's simply because there's a conscious level gap. So meaning yellow is belly, throat is blue, and there's a gap in between. And also because yellow has the center, that's where the lower chakras come in. And blue is already in the higher chakras. The gap of consciousness is even bigger than if it would be from orange to yellow. So orange would mm. be below the belly. And that would actually give a shorter gap of consciousness, a less intense gap of consciousness. So it's easier to work. It makes sense. And I remember when I scheduled a while ago, a consultation with you and I ask you why is it that I don't get along with this person and because I like the person and she's nice and right. everything but I have a very hard time getting along and you explain this and I was like oh my god yes thank you because now I have another tool to make it work because I really like the energy. Also, I think sometimes we're taking it so personal if something doesn't right, work out absolutely. and we, we're questioning like, <laughs> yes. is it us? Is it what's going on? And I think explaining it just on an energy level, it's simply energy. You don't have to take it personal. Right. It's easy to interact in future interactions because you're not, you're not going in as 
why are you doing this? You're going in as, I can understand because you're on that, on that exactly, energy. Because it's not personal. It's, it's not how personal. Work. Right. And it's, there's nothing work. wrong with that person. It's simply you're higher or lower at that point. Really, for me, I have people ask me because they come in and they want to ask about relationships. And I give them, well, you know, you are green. You don't want to go with yellow. <laughs> and they're like, maybe you should do an app. Make an app. <laughs> and then when I go on a date, I can just scan the person <laughs> to make sure it's not, you know, the colors you gave me. And I'm like, well, you know, there's certain reason why we meet people to learn certain life lessons. And I, th- I would think I would take away that life lesson from you and not make you grow because it's going to be easy to just use that app or call me up. Like, what do you think? Versus go in, experience it, and make your own experience and grow and learn from it. You can't really take the shortcut, right? What about you have a shortcut? Because you can see everything. <gasps> That's do easy I believe for you. Sometimes? <laughs> Honestly, yes, I do have the advantage that I do see the colors and I do make decisions based on what that person brings in, in energy, on a business level, personal level. Or do I make mistakes or whatever you want to call it? Yes, because that person looks so perfect. How can they be that color? (laughs) Do you not want to believe it? Even I know energy never lies, ever. But you're still going to go and you have hope and you know, you, you tell yourself, what if? What if I'm wrong today? And then the next day you see them in the same color and you still think you might be wrong. Oh. <laughs> you know, and you learn. And I think it's good that I'm not just completely always rely on that because I still have some growing to do yeah. too, you know, and certain lessons. But sometimes I do feel like, you know, Sylvia, you, you knew it. Why, why doing it? Like you could save so much energy not getting upset about this. Oh, wow. But you all do it. Too. You're right. human too. So you were mentioning while you were describing the chakras yes. that you were going to talk about a lady. I think you were talking about... Yes, Yale. my neighbor. Ah. Yes. What if she listens or he listens to this podcast? Well, she doesn't know which neighbor. I have many ah, neighbors. Ah, have many neighbors. <laughs> it is true. You live in a neighborhood with many, many, many okay. neighbors. Okay. So I actually got asked a couple of years back to do an energy session on one of my neighbors and I went in and I did this energy session and I could not see the heart chakra oh and that never happened bad I was like cannot be good why is there no heart chakra everybody has a heart chakra why is this completely not even in the picture. Were you scared when you saw that? No, I was very calm, collected. I was a little bit confused okay. because I never had that happening before. And I was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure what that means. I'm just going to go and follow up with her after. And I did. And she was like, no, I'm fine. Everything is good. And I'm like, well, something's not adding up because I really didn't see a heart chakra. <laughs> and I'm a little bit like, not worried, but I'm like, I'm wondering now why I wouldn't see a heart chakra. And about a week later, she ended up in the hospital with a heart attack. Wow. I'm thinking I saw that, but I'm also, she lost her husband many, many years ago. Uh-huh. And she, I truly feel she always will grieve and miss him so i feel her heart chakra is so i feel almost maybe i say damaged it's not damaged just because of so much grief and heartache that it wasn't 
there. It wasn't balanced. And just to let me know that this woman really has a really tough time to find some peace. So I feel there's definitely two things that came up between having that heart attack. She survived, by the way. It wasn't... Uh, How is she doing now? She's good. She's good. Is she, does she has her, her heart chakra now? I didn't check. I only do it if she asks me and ah, I didn't check. I feel like she's, for her. she's she's good. She's back to being her. It's all okay. good. We're good. We're good. I'm happy she didn't <laughs> have any serious oh. complications. Oh but God. I do feel like that would make sense why I didn't see that heart chakra because of her grief and just having a lot of heart matters in her life. And on top of that, that weakened her heart because what we feel and what we do and how we go through life on an energy level will manifest eventually in on a physical level yeah, yeah that was a definitely a, I was a little bit okay what's happening here and no matter what I did at that moment like trying to bless or change that energy around it would not turn for me it was almost kind of like it was not my job to take that away from her oh. she needs to go through the experience and that's even hard to do actually as a healer as somebody that sees energy knowing I can help and I can give her tools and I could make this much better for her that's where the empathy comes in right because right. you want to fix and I got blocked it was almost kind of like they're like nope this is her life lesson. She needs to go through it. This is not your job. This is not your job to change the direction where she needs to go. And I had to learn not feel guilty, not feeling like, okay, but what if, what if I can just, just a tiny bit and surrender to it, surrendering. And what I experienced at that moment, I felt I was so resisting against what I got and I was too much in my ego at that point because I just want to get it fixed. I learned to step back and say, I tried three times to fix something, comes on an energy level. Like, so if I work on a person and I see it off the chakra, I do it three times. I do a blessing. I try fixing it. If it doesn't flip, if it doesn't change for me after three times, I'm giving it up to their angels and guides. It's not my business anymore. Meaning, I call in Angel Raphael for healing emotionally and physically, Michael for protection, and let them deal with it. And I just say something like, I'm, I'm out, I can't do it, but I will ask their angels to come in and try to fix if it's in their highest good. And I remove myself. And I feel not as guilty for stepping away because I still did something and maybe this will help. But it's not my responsibility at that time. Right. So it helps me to not feel so pressured to be perfect all the time. Right. Yeah, that was definitely the first time when I did energy se an energy session when that happened. That was the first time I realized, all right, I need to step out of my ego and just let a higher source take care of this situation. And clearly it worked. Yes, she ended up in the hospital because of the heart attack, but she made it. She recovered. She is fine. Comes to her grieving. I don't know how she grieves at this point. I'm not really going to go ask. Mm -hmm. I let her choose if she wants to come and talk about it. Um, she seems fine. And I'm happy about that. I'm yeah. happy that there's no damage, damage. Right. Uh, no loss at that point. And how can we 
balance our chakras. Like for example, I don't know what chakra is not working. Maybe I, if I think and think and think, <laughs> maybe I'll tell yes. you. But let's assume that I just want to uh, balance them, align sure. them, or however Absolutely. you call it. How yes. Do you call it so I would say a regular person, somebody that doesn't see chakras or doesn't feel them, I would say it's always a good thing to just do the whole thing. Make sure you. That's what I want. That every the whole, thing. The yes. whole thing. So there's many different ways. First thing is, I would definitely make sure you watch what you eat. Foods will offset chakra energy, uh, especially red meat. I'm not saying stop eating red meat. I'm saying be aware how it makes you feel. And then if you feel something is not quite how it should be, maybe adjust to it. <laughs> Carbonated beverages, very bad. Even salsa water? Yes. Oh, no. Any, any carbonated That's beverages. what I drink <laughs> all the time. Yeah, no good. It's bad. Not I even good for the your machine. energy. Okay. Not good for your energy. No soda stream for me. Yeah, okay. nope, nope. <laughs> um, oh, any kind of like white or highly processed foods mm. totally gets you out of whack. So I would say food intake, any kind of alcohol, any kind of um, cigarettes, Anything, drugs, is not a good thing well, for no, chakras. That, obviously, that, we know yeah, that. That's obviously. Right. So that's one thing. Then I would say any exercise where you bring your heart rate up can balance your chakras. Okay. Yes. A brisk walk? Would that work? Absolutely. Okay. Nature, barefoot, okay. grounding. You know, when you do... Barefoot, you said? No. Sh- yeah. If, oh, you, okay. if you go outside in the summer yeah. and you go barefoot and yeah. you ground with Mother Earth... That can reset your whole entire energy. You feel better. You feel yeah. more grounded. You feel more aligned. That's an energy cleanse. That's totally balancing your chakras. So that's one way. Running, cycling, anything where your heart rate gets up. I run every day. A so, lot. A lot. <laughs> Not lately, but yeah. I a lot. never, ever run. I love running. Ever. It's my meditation. Well, if there's an emergency, maybe I can run. But other than that, I, <laughs> but I do walk. That's why I was asking if a brisk walk Walking, will work. Absolutely, it will work. But make sure you are aware of like what's going on around you, not necessarily thinking about business or something that stresses you out. That will help to, to kind of like, you know, align everything. Massage. Massage, getting a massage will help align your chakras. If the person giving you the massage. Yes, make sure you know who you're okay. going to. Because like one and time it, I had a massage and the lady was telling me about her dead sister and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, that, might, like, not be a, that no. might not be a good idea. No, that was a bad massage. So find a good massage therapist. If you need uh, one, connect with me. I have a few I really love. I use myself. They are absolutely awesome. They work with energy. So feel free to drop me a line and I will connect you with them. Yes, you want to make sure it's somebody that's aligning with you, somebody you have good energy exchange and knows what they're doing, meaning on an energy level too, not just on a massage level. Yes, massage, aromatherapy, huge for our chakras. Let's talk about that. Aromatherapy, so essential oils, not the ones from Walmart. Please do not go out and get from Walmart essential oils. They're not therapeutic oils. You're going to harm yourself more than actually help. So you want to get good therapeutic oils. You can get them at Whole Foods, Oshadi. Um, Oshadi, what is that? Oshadi. Oshadi, there's a website, www.oshadiusa.com. Okay. They're really good quality, top quality oils. They can help align 
absolutely your chakras. You have certain ones that ground you, certain ones that elevate you. I have a room spray called Peace. I use a compound of frankincense and myrtle and it helps to cleanse your aura. It helps to calm you down. Oh. It makes you very peaceful. So I on purpose used those two oils and a compound to enhance that for my customers. So you can specifically navigate what you want to achieve with essential oils to help your chakras either lift it up or calm them down with essential oils, absolutely. And how do you use the piece, the one you created, how do you use it? The piece, so it's safe on kids and pets, so you okay. can use it all around your house. So what I do it, you know, you have like the plugins, what are they yes. called? They're not really good for you. I, could, I couldn't even. I, I get mean, headaches and they're no. not good. I they're cannot, not good. It's horrible for when you. When I walk by one of those, I, I, get I feel like, awful. Yes. They're, they're not good. It's synthetic. It's not really anything clean, clear. For myself, I spray it around to cleanse energy in my house. Uh -huh. So I do, like, if in my office, if I had a customer leave, I spray my room spray to neutralize the energy, lift it up, and change it around. Because every, again, every energy leaves energy behind. And you want to make sure it's absolutely neutral for the next person. And just enhance it. I use it as perfume. I do. On you? Ah, I spray it on me. Oh my god. I I do so many things. You can actually put it in a diffuser if you want to and make it just like so the room smells nice. Many things. When I look back all these years I'm doing aromatherapy and with this peace room spray, the most request I get from my family is the house smells like wet dog. Can we spray this <laughs> the pea spray? And that's what we do. And I, I just love on me it makes me feel good like when I go into group readings or a place I'm not sure of I always gravitate to that spray spray it so I know I'm protected I'm good my aura is strong I can do this let's do it it's almost kind of like a backup a little bit just a security a little bit I love right. it I love it I love I use it as car freshener <laughs> I have a customer she said she sprays it after she washes her bed sheets she puts it on the pillow. Oh, how wonderful. And I'm that like, is a great idea. I have to market it somehow where we can get like, you know, the drying sheet with my scents. <laughs> so people have it already incorporated. <laughs> or like, you know, a plug-in for like the car. I know. Why don't make a plug-in that is actually good, good for, for you? Good for you. Yes. Of course, it's not going to hold as long. But, you know, we are very sensitive beings. It shouldn't hold that long. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to have it like 24-7 in your system. That's not good. But it does work on a subtle level and it helps to transform energy and cleanses and realign things and evokes things, to be oh, honest. We should do a whole podcast about aromatherapy. Oh, yeah. I would love to. I would love that. Aromatherapy is absolutely wonderful. You can go into oils and what they do for you and ways to use them. And yes. Yeah, absolutely. Aromatherapy is a huge one. And chakra meditation. What uh, is that? So what I do, I offer medi guided meditations and I actually have a CD out somewhere on CD Baby, I think. It was on iTunes and Amazon, but I think they're sold out. Uh, CD Baby has a CD out for me. It's called And So It Is, Sylvia Sisson. There's two meditations on there, a chakra meditation and a peace meditation. What I do when I uh, hold a guided meditation, I start off with giving the people their aura just for themselves. It's no judgment. For me, it's simply so they know where they're at at that moment. 
And when we start meditating, they're a little bit more aware of why certain things might not work or work for them during meditation. And then I start off with a chakra balancing. So I guide them through a chakra meditation to align each chakra for them. And then we do a main meditation and then the auras again and then the spirit animal guide, some symbols. Uh, So it's a whole process. We do the chakra meditation and what I do is it's simply I guide you through by you visualizing the chakras for yourself and then we say a little blessing. I'm going to banish all negative energy from this chakra. I'm going to bless it with divine love and light so it has the perfect color, perfect size and the perfect spin for you. Again, chakras, they look like round circles, all right, and they spin and they have different colors, red, orange, yellow, green, upper heart chakra is pink, blue, indigo blue, and purple. Now, some people have very tiny chakras. Some people have really big chakras, big round chakras. It doesn't matter if you have tiny or big. What it matters is that they all are the same size. If you have a tiny chakra, they all should be tiny. It shouldn't be your root chakra is tiny and then your solar plexus chakra is super big and then your heart chakra is super tiny. They all should have the same size. For me to guide you through a chakra balance, because we have so many people attending, I don't know which one has big because I would have to tune in to each and every one. So I just generalize it so it fits for you at that moment. That's, That's why I say, so it has the perfect color, perfect size and the perfect spin for you. And we go through each chakra, each and every one. And it helps to just kind of level people because they come in from everyday tasks, family life, work, force. And when they come into meditation, sometimes they're not relaxed. That's why they come to meditation. So the key is for me to level them first before we go into the main meditation. And if they're already kind of relaxed and leveled and and aligned, it's easier for them to go into the main meditation. I do it for every workshop. Every workshop you take with me, I start off with the chakra balancing meditation. Simply because you come from many different walks of life, many different energies attached, and I just want to bring you down to one level so everybody feels calm, relaxed before we go into any kind of workshop. You get way more out of it than if you just show up and everything is upside down, and half of the stuff I give you, you don't have any idea what I just gave you because it's so all over the place. That's a good one, and there's many different kinds of chakra meditations out there. You can Google them on YouTube. They might not be for me, but, you know, there's some good ones out there. Figure out what works for you, like which one resonates with you, and then go with that. So meditation, chakra aligning is a huge part of staying balanced. And you can combine things like tools. So I'm very aware of what I eat. I run every day. I make sure like I go to massage. I have a lady on standby. But I also feel in what I do, in what I I work, I have to make sure my chakras are aligned. If I'm not aligned, it's going to be harder to get information. It's going to be harder to read an energy. Because if I'm not a clean, clear channel, then how in the world am I going to get clean, clear information? Right. Particularly for, for my work. work. Yes. Right. And you will find, like, you. I feel like, I think a very important part, people ask, well, which chakra is, is not aligned for me? Well, you will find 
if you are really, really like waking up one day and you have this self-doubt or you're questioning if you're good enough out of the blue or you feel depressed, well, that's your solar plexus chakra. You have maybe enough solar plexus chakra. So go work with that. Eat something yellow. Wear something yellow. Flashy color, but you know, <laughs> try working with that color to enhance that chakra and maybe balance it that way. Mm-hmm. So that's another way of kind of balancing it and figuring out maybe which one is out of balance. If you have anxieties, your blue chakra might be, your throat chakra might be off a little bit. If you feel very non inspired, non-motivated your crown chakra might be off top of your head the purple one and you might want to work with that one if you feel like your creativity is just nowhere to be found you don't feel sexually balanced you have back pains hip issues reproductive issues you might want to enhance your second chakra the sacral chakra the orange below the belly button with eating something orange wearing orange be more aware of it, be more present in what's going on and then work with it too. I, for myself, when I do chakra meditations on myself, when I check my chakras, my orange, my sacral chakra, the second one below the belly button is always off. It's one of the most horrible chakras to work with for me. Don't like orange in color, working with orange people. I have no friends that are orange in my energy. It's just not my color. And I, for a very long time, I resisted. So what I did was I really like refused like to bring in anything orange because I just couldn't work with it. And a couple of years ago, I said to myself, what am I doing? I'm enabling this whole thing. Instead of working with it and learning and enhancing it, I'm running away because it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. So I bought bright orange dining room chairs <laughs> oh that's <laughs> so amazing. the whole family had to actually um work on the orange that's chakra a big commitment, <laughs> Sylvia. Yes. and i had i made sure like it's pops and like i had a lot of orange in my office to just make sure like i'm not hiding i have to work with it and it got better i'm much better with it it's not my favorite but i'm definitely not as ooh, i don't want to deal with that and I know why I have the orange. Like I, I'm a very private person comes to any kind of sexual. It's not me. I, I am, but I'm not. It's a very um, uncomfortable, for me, a very uncomfortable topic. And I feel like I know that's something, it needs to be better balanced. There's nothing to be shamed of, enhance that, be good with it, like, okay, embrace it. And I feel like, yeah, I, I know that's, always going to be a challenge for me but I'm willing to work with it and I feel like I'm more aware of it so I want to work with it so very brave yes I painted my bedroom orange that was not a good idea I couldn't sleep so well maybe that was a little bit too much but (laughs) a little bit too much you live and learn so I had to paint it back to blue a little bit more calming and a little bit more us as a as a couple but yeah so I try to work with color therapy I, I try to incorporate that into my life for a long time I always wore black and I remember one person asked me why you aren't always wearing black I thought I wear black because it makes me look slimmer and hides my you know whatever I think is not perfect on me and then I realized it's because it's easy it's easy for me I don't have to think and I see color all the time so black is very for me very almost 
a calming kind of mm. because it doesn't stimulate anything within me. It doesn't make me sad. It doesn't make me down. It just doesn't do nothing. And I had to start enhancing a little bit, like, you know, start wearing a little bit more color and be aware of it. Like right now I'm gravitating towards like a pinkish, I don't even know, purplish pink. That looks pink. That pinkish. Pinkish. That off pink. Pinkish. Yeah. And I feel like it has to Your do with sweater. Like, we are talking about Celia's sweater. Sweaters, yes. <laughs> um, because I feel like I want to enhance my heart energy a little bit more, especially during these times with such crazy energy out there with COVID and elections and everything. So I'm not getting like too much into that. So there's a crazy energy, right? It's not yes. me. Okay. No, it's absolutely upside down. Yes. When is it going to be over? Well, for myself, I feel like we're going to be in it for quite a bit of a ride until at least, at least December. I would say my shift that the end of November, beginning of December, but it's not going to be completely smooth riding then at that point. I feel like a little bit lighter, not as dense as we are having it right now, but it will be a little bit better to handle. From November to January, I am not really a fan of energy at all. Never have been, never will be. It's always crazy energy. What about Halloween for you, Sylvia? That doesn't do anything. No, the Day of the Dead, no, it's all good. doesn't really... They don't come visit you. Mm. But I mean, they're, they're always there. They're always there for you. <laughs> but no, it doesn't really. No, I, I don't work on Halloween because I feel like a lot of people, when they make appointments during Halloween, it's more for like they think it's a show. It's like it's not real. And oh. They just want to get you know entertainment, and I kind of like no. I, I value my work. I value my dead people who who come and visit me. So I don't want to expose them to that. So I kind of don't even do any work. I just kind of stay to myself. That's very interesting. Yeah. But no, for me, Halloween is fine. I think I, it's more collective because I feel like the holidays, so people are stressed out. They they feel obligated to do certain things. And I feel like I feel that as a collective, like there's so much pressure. Maybe this year less because we do have COVID, so less people get together, less obligations we have to attend. Gift, gift, less gift, gift. gift. <laughs> It's still, I think, due to COVID, we have a lot of uncertainties and not sure, sure where this is going. But I, I also feel COVID is a really beautiful thing that happened. It taught us to be patient, flexibility, slowing down, adapt to changes. So that's good, good qualities to, to learn and do, depending on what it's you're looking It's a beautiful learning. lesson in a yes, very painful yes. way for many people, but right. absolutely... Stop resisting, just surrender to what you have to do at that right. point. So I feel like, yeah, um, it's not a negative thing. But I do feel it's crazy energy out there. Yeah, one okay. day at a time. Good. And I think during this time, to give our tools how to work with chakras, to balance yourself, we are responsible over our own energy. We can't expect that everybody else has to be perfect for you, but you don't have to work on yourself. So I feel be giving out all these tools and ideas how it works and feeling so much with people as an empath with the world, it's the perfect time. Because this is your time to work on yourself so you don't get too depressed, too anxious because we have such uncertainties right now. So it's a really good way of finding tools to just work on yourself a little bit. And if we work on yourself, that means more people work on themselves. And if there's one, there's two, there's three, there's a hundred, there's five hundred, maybe we can shift the energy a little bit. Maybe we can make it a little bit less dense by saying or by giving 
you are responsible for your energy. What do you choose? Do you choose to stay in that yucky, dense energy? Or do you try working on yourself to be balanced and a little bit more lighter in energy? Because what we send out, we're going to go and manifest and influence. And we want a lighter, lighter energy at some point, right? So I think it's the perfect timing to, to give these tools for people to be able to hold on to something and work with something and not feel as lost, as sad, as, as desperate. As lonely, right. As lonely. I think for when it comes to work on ourselves, I am a beginner. Like yes. For me, everything that you said today about chakras and how to balance them and all that, I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like after listening to you, I have some tools now. Right. You know what? I'm going to watch some YouTube videos, oh, yeah. try to read it about it, learn and more and really be aware of the energy that I carry around. Right. Like right. when Absolutely. I go visit somebody, I make sure that I bring something, right? When I go to a dinner party, whatever. I need to also be aware of the energy that I but you bring. energy that yes. I bring. Yes, but I love when people ask, what can I bring, right? Mm. When you get invited to something, what, or, you know, you invite them to something, and they ask, what can I bring? And I always think, should I say just really good energy? <laughs> because I don't care if you bring me chocolate cake or whatever. It's chocolate cake. But it does make me uncomfortable if that person comes in and is not at its best. They might not even know they're not at their best. Yeah. Because they didn't do their self-study or whatever. But I think that's kind of hard. You can't really text that to someone, right? Just make sure you align your chakras before well, you come and visit me. <laughs> Say this mantra. <laughs> Say this mantra now. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good tool to elevate a little bit this dense, uncertain energy worldwide. And you can even take it a step further. I think by visualizing Mother Earth in gold every day, gold is for divine protection, divine guidance, divine purpose. If you all do it, Something has to change. Visualize Mother Earth in, in gold. Because we want to elevate everyone, not just the United States. It should be worldwide. We all are in the same boat here. Argentina has COVID, Switzerland has COVID. Everybody has COVID. And everybody has issues. Every, every country has their goods, their bads. And I feel if we can just all come in with the intention of lifting some of the darker energies, the energies that are not very beneficial for us and visualize it as a gold, beautiful, divine energy and wrap that mother earth right around it, it will help to to elevate it and it will help you to feel you did something good. You did something. You don't feel like so helpless because there's so much going on. Where do you, what, you can only do so much. So you don't feel as overwhelmed because you know you did some. Some, something good, right? Yes, I love that. I love that. I'm really speechless because I think a lot about Mother Earth. Yes. I really do. And it's something so big and overwhelming for me that I just don't talk about it. But I think with that you just mentioned, this visualization, it's a way to to do something, to do... Starting small, but it's a big thing, right? It's a big thing. It's I think a big collectively thing. Could, it's oh, a big collectively, thing. you could totally shift everything. Yeah, I always feel like if I feel helpless, I always go back and like, what can I do 
that's still going to be something better than nothing and helps everyone, not just my family or myself. It always has to be in the highest good of everyone, meaning the entire world. We're all one. We're not separated. We're all one. So there's no, there's no you're this and I'm this. Everybody's on the same level. Do it. Send some energy. Do it for yourself. Wrap yourself in gold. If you feel a low day, visualize that gold around you, holding, carrying your energy, and then spread that. Visualize it. I do it all the time. Do my whole house. Everything is in gold. I know. We need to learn more from you. <laughs> this is amazing. So, this is really good. I'm sure people think, when does she sleep? <laughs> because she's always doing I something. When. <laughs> I sleep normally pretty well. I know. I'm grateful for the day. And I do my little ritual at night. And even at nighttime, like before I go to bed, I have my little thank yous and whatever i call in my angels and guides and wrap my house in gold i have a gratitude practice at night and then when i get up in the morning before i even step out of bed i have my little ritual i do i do a chakra balancing before i go to the gym because i want to be really good when i get to the gym or when i run and then i double it up because i'm running so i'm, I'm adding on to it <laughs> i do that and then i do mantras anytime i feel like i'm bored I have nothing to do I always do mantras this is like my go-to and I do many different kinds and mantras are really powerful you can invoke pretty awesome energy with mantras and good for yourself too I do nadi breathing that's another good tool to balance your chakras nadi breathing alternate nostril breathing oh yes okay very important if you have nadis there are three nadis this was awesome talking about energy chakras love it love it it's my passion obviously that's why we're just going on and on and on <laughs> so wrapping it up again if you have questions suggestions feedback anything you want onto a podcast connect with me email is sylvia at sylviasisson.com find me on facebook on instagram at Medium. follow me to get more information about classes, room sprays, meditations, episode three. Looking forward to episode four. Yes. Super excited. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you, Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs>